Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Commanders Podcast, and this is your co-host, Tay. And Todd, we are brought to you by Fanside. I can't forget that. But Todd, we are my undefeated fellow brother. We are <laughs> one and oh. How are you feeling? I am feeling fantastic. It was, there was, <laughs> man, I forgot what football does to me. It brings out a side of me that I don't know if it's good or bad, but it is what it is. And the way it felt when Derek Forrest caught that interception to end this game that was so much more of a roller coaster than it ever should have been. Because it, you know, well, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. But I'm feeling good. It, sure, it's just the Jags. I get that. But a win is a win. And I do think the Jags will be a more middling team than one of the worst in the league this year. So I think this win will be more meaningful than it would have been last year. So I'm feeling good, Tay. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm feeling good too. I just mentioned to you before we got on here. This is the most content I've been as a Washington fan, Commanders, Redskins, Washington football team, Braves. Commanders. <laughs> I, know. I feel great. I feel good, man. And um, I'm ready to talk about recap this game, man, because there's some things I want to hit on and we want to hit on. But I feel ecstatic. One and oh, feels so good. It feels amazing, you know. Winning week one, also, it's just, I don't know, winning week one starting off, even if you lose your next game or your next two games, just winning week yeah. one feels yeah. extra special, just starting out the yeah. gate like that. So, yeah, I mean, I say we I say we kind of make the theme of this episode real or fake, point out uh, we each throw something at the other and, and we say whether or not we think it was real and that it will continue and be a trend, whether we think it's fake and that, that it was just a one-week thing. But uh, before we get into that, you want to give me your top three takeaways, week one, positive or, or negative? Uh, positive, I want to say Carson Wentz, man. Um, uh, I'll give him one and two, positive and negative. Uh, positive, well, I'll start with the negative first, was just the screen, but 
you know, and the both interceptions were kind of shaky to me. But Ron explained the screen. He said that uh, Trayvon Walker was actually in the wrong gap. He just made a heck of a mm. play. And mm. um, yeah. so I noticed that. And then uh, I, I, I give myself some leeway with Carson because this is his first time working with all those weapons. And right. the negative is that's the negative. But the positive is he still threw for four touchdowns, 313 right. yards. And, had a 101 QBR. So um, that's my my one and my two. And then number three was just the weapons we have. Mm, um, I'm looking yeah. at the stat sheet. I'm looking at the stat sheet this from this um, past game, and you see the receivers and look. Well, yeah, the receivers and how the ball was spread out. You look at um, you had Antonio Gibson seven for 72. Terry. Two for fifty-eight. Curtis eight for fifty-five. Logan three for forty-five. Dotson three for forty. Armani Rogers one for twenty-three. Jamie McKissick three for twenty. And just how the ball was just spread around, and um, we we're, we're loaded on offense. So my takeaways were Carson, good and the bad of Carson one and two, and then the the, the weapons we have is just we we have them we have them. Yeah, no, it, it feels different offensively in terms of weapons compare the Cowboys and the Washington football team last year and then the Commanders and the Cowboys this year in terms of weapons, specifically a wide receiver. I think my first takeaway is going to be Derek Forrest, um, a player who I will admit I had zero faith in Tate. <laughs> you you had you had all the faith in that you deserve all the credit. I had no faith whatsoever. I feel justified in that before he performed based on that one play I saw in preseason last year. But all jokes aside, I mean – I think I said something like, man, if we could just get a Chris Horton, you know, type of performance, a, a, a rookie week one Chris Horton type of performance. I mean, that's essentially he, he had one of those type of just crazy rookies, not rookie, but first start safety performances and was actually critical in them winning this game. Number two would be the pass protection by the offensive line. I just thought that, I mean, one sack allowed, you know, Cosme just got beat by Trayvon Walker on on one rep. But other than that, you know, Josh Allen, who's a good player, good pass rusher, he was quiet all game. Uh, there was there was one play, maybe a couple plays, where Wentz could almost just stand in the pocket flat-footed because he just had so much time. I know the, the third and two that John Bates dropped, they gave him so much time, he, 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 he stopped bouncing almost. He, he was just standing there for a moment. So the pass protection was great. I mean, and and I care more about the pass pro. You need the run blocking too. But, you know, I think that they want to be more of an attacking through the air team that can also run. So I care a lot about the pass protection. And then I think number three would be what Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne were doing in the middle of the offensive line. Obviously, Jonathan Allen got hurt later in the game. But uh, Deron Payne, I mean, the, the stunts that they were running, they were running them to perfection. Deron Payne... Uh, one of his bat, bat downs was on third down. I can't remember if both of them were, but regardless, critical plays, pressure on, on Trevor Lawrence, you know, making up for the, the lack of talent at the defensive end position, especially, I mean, not really when Montez Sweat is not in there. When, when Sweat's in there, you know, he, he's, he's making a difference. But when you get James Smith-Williams in there, when you get Casey Tuhill in there, Shaka Tony, I'll be honest with you, Tay, uh, might be the – Worst group of defensive ends in the NFL. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being completely serious, but you didn't see much from them in Week One. But Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne showed up ready to play. So uh, I think those are my three takeaways. Uh, if I could throw in a bonus one on the negative side, it's just the, the, the cornerbacks. Big concern for me. Huge, huge, huge concern. 
So, but that's those are my takeaways from week one. We can jump into some realer face now. Uh, you can throw one at me first, and we can talk about it, and then we can go back and forth from there. All right, uh, Carson Wentz, real or fake? Man, um, overall, overall, I'm gonna go with real. I'm gonna go with real. Uh, the weapons he has here, I think, are the best he's ever had. Maybe when you consider not just the receivers, but the running backs out of the backfield and the tight ends, um, and uh, along with the offensive line. And then he's in a new system, you know, for the first time in the NFL. And who's to say that maybe what Scott Turner wants him to do, and the system that he's in now, is not even better for him than the one he'd been in for the first six years of his career. So, look, if he throws four touchdowns and two picks a game, he'll throw 68 touchdowns and 34 picks. I can live with that. So, Same. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with the real. But honestly though, if you if if he was if he had a, a real if he had a 2 to 1 ratio and threw 30 touchdowns and 15 picks, even that you could live with. So, I'm going to go with real. How about you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to go real too. I just think like you said, it's the first time working with this receiving core and live game action and I I'm I'm interested to see by week seven, week eight, how how they're clicking, you know, and even into yep. next year, even into next year, they're gonna have the offense down pat. Uh, hopefully, he does well enough to to stay another year, finish out his contract at least. And um, I think it's real. I mean, this is the Carson I saw in Indianapolis uh, last year in certain games yep. where he was just, I mean, the deep balls, like to Terry, to Dotson. The fact that he gives these receivers chances, I remember watching, I forget what game it was. It may have been the Rams. They played the Rams week two or week three. And it was like yeah. before halftime, I think. And he throws like a deep ball to the, uh, Michael Pittman. And it's like in a crowded area, but he gave Michael Pittman a chance. And Michael Pittman came down there. We get a field goal, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before yeah. halftime or, or however that, that transpired. But I just love the fact that we have a quarterback who can throw the ball deep and give our receivers a chance. Um, so I'm going to say real. I, I've seen this Wentz make those deep throws uh, in Philly and in Indianapolis. So I'm going to mm. say real. It, it carried over. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to throw Derek Forrest at you. Real or fake? Your guy. Real or fake? I, I'm the president of Derek Forrest fan club. I'm going to say real. Um, what what I saw with him in the, in the offseason season was just how physical he is. It's always something about those physical guys on special teams. And another thing that stood out was he was on a top-rated defense in Cincinnati in college. You don't just go there and and and, and not start. He was. He was. Defense, you know. And Sauce right. Gardner even talked him up, you know, and how he was instrumental in 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 his in his work ethic. And um, I like I like Derek Forrest, and I would not be surprised if he came out of the season as our starting safety um, with Cam Crow going remotely to the Buffalo or taking over for Bobby McCain. His coverage last game was magnificent. His um, his tackling, he's a physical hitter, man. It's, and you saw that in special teams last year, even though he didn't get to play much. In special teams, he's always hitting hard, physical guy. So um, I'm going to say real. I think he's going to be one of those guys – Yes, that sticks around. Okay, so, and you are the president of this fan club, uh, and we should make it clear: if if we say fake on anything, we're not being haters. We're just trying to, you know, no. keep it level. Uh, Derek Forrest had a great game. I'm gonna say fake. This is the only reason why, because I need to see him do it again. 
like we've seen the Chris Horton performance, we've seen the the Philip Thomas, we've we've we we've seen some some fluky safety performances, young safety performances around here in the past uh, that ultimately you know turned into nothing. But then we've seen the the Kaishan Jarrett who really looked like he would be a really good player if not for his injury, and then the Cameron Curls. So um, I'm gonna go with fake because I want to see him do it again. But you made a good point by saying he was on a championship defense, a championship level defense, you know, a very talented defense of Cincinnati. So it would make sense that he kind of, you know, knows what he's doing. But I'm going to say fake for now. And, and I, what I'm hoping, Tay, is that as I continue to not have faith in him, he continues to prove me wrong. <laughs> you got to think, man, with defense, the position that mainly gets you get those undrafted guys and those late round picks that succeed is typically safety. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's it's a little bit of faith, you know. It's definitely the hit rate, you know, in the fourth, fifth round. It definitely is higher for sure. And if and, you know, if he is real, and Cameron Curl kind of can play that Buffalo nickel position full time, like they envision, and um, uh, Derek Thomas can be your starting strong safety the way he plays. Yeah, and then that safety group, you know, McCain is not bad. And, you know, if you could find an upgrade there, that'd be even better. That safety group is solid. It's the cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's talk about, oh no, your, yours is next. So who do you want to throw me or what do Real you want to throw me? Real or fake, the utilage of Curtis Samuel. Mm, I'm going real all the way. I mean, <laughs> I think that, that Scott Turner and, and Ron Rivera just before they ever signed Curtis Samuel knew exactly how they wanted to use him and then not having him last year really like hurt what they wanted to do offensively. I mean, he had 12 touches. He had four carries week one. You know, there's 16 more games to go. He's probably going to have 50 carries this season. He'll probably have over 100 touches. So I'm going real all the way. I, I think they're going to feed him volume, volume. I don't think he'll be a, a high yards per touch guy, but I think he'll have a good average uh, based on the number of touches he has. So I'm going real. Really, you think you think that he's he's going to get that much volume each game? Uh, I think they're going to try to get him that much volume each game. What are I, you saying? I think so because I think him and Carson have a report in that short game. Um, right. That's what I'm interested in. Interested to see in. Um, and I think I just love how I'm. Oh, let me go. I, I'll say real. I'll say real too. Yeah. Okay. You could just tell they they had a plan last game right. and how to use it, and that Scott wasn't just winging it. You know, or, right. or trying to. It's since it, it seems to me that Curtis is the key cog of this offense, and it's going to make right. it to make it go to me. I, that's and that's why I'm saying real because I agree with that. I think he is like the key that starts the engine. You know, so yeah, right. having him healthy on one, he almost broke. He like, did. He did. Yeah. bro. There's one that the one that um Trayvon Walker caught him from behind. If he yeah, so didn't, man, that might be the one. Yeah, I think he's he's gone if 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 not for that tackle. Um, okay, let's go <clears throat> the second the cornerbacks specifically. Uh, Kendall Fuller had you know a 49 yard catch on him. Defensive pass interference, defensive holding. Uh, St. Juice had an, a holding or illegal contact on him. I mean, you know, goes on and on. Third down conversions, quarterbacks, major issue, real or fake? I'm going to go fake 
Um, okay. I think, was, okay. I think it was a rough game, and it's, I hope it's yeah. just not me being a homer. Uh, I, right. do, I do know that we do need to upgrade a cornerback, but I'm gonna say fake only because last year, towards the end end of the year, towards the middle of the year, when they went on that that, that winning streak, you could see yeah. those guys start to communicate. I think maybe the first game was just some. I, I know that that Jack Del Rio. I, I wasn't able to watch the first couple of drives, but apparently they were slicing us up. In the in the first first couple of drives they had in Jacksonville, mm, yeah. and they yeah. had a change. I kept hearing throughout the game the commentator saying Jack Del Rio made a great adjustment. I'm going to give that because mm. they were blitzing. I mean, I saw Will Will. They Jackson were blitzing. blitzing. They were blitzing. So I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt and just say that because they had to adjust to a different game plan, that that lim- that made um, that that made them play poorly, but. Um, we'll see. I, I'm going to say fake for now. And uh, like you said, with, with Derek Forrest, I'm going to give them a, another opportunity this week. This is going to be mm-hmm. a good week to prove it uh, against a, a Lions team that's has some pretty good solid options to receiver. So I, I'm going to say fake for now and with the potential to be real if, if they come out next week uh, struggling. Yeah, it's and I see why you say that, because Kendall Fuller has been a good player for most of his career. William Jackson the third got paid what he got paid because of the player he was for the Bengals. Like neither of them were all pro level shutdown corners, but they were both solid, good cornerbacks. So I see why you say that. Um I think I'm gonna say real. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I could see it I feel like a lot of cornerback play is instincts. Like you you kinda have to be okay with being wrong but you have to just trust your instincts for better or worse. And there was one play in particular on third and nine, I think, where the Jags lined up in a bunch formation to the left. Kendall Fuller obviously has the outside its zone, and he, he, he gets in his back pedal, and the outside receiver is widening towards the sideline, but Kendall Fuller is still backpedaling and not really widening with him. And then the receiver, uh, maybe I think Marvin Jones, just makes takes a step outside towards the sideline. Lawrence throws it on time, and... And at that point, Kendall Fuller is chasing and gets there right at, right after the ball gets there. It's a first down conversion. And to me, you know, I don't play in the NFL, but an instinctive player will see that coming. You know, will understand that it's third and nine. I have to guard the sticks. So I'm getting to the sticks, but I'm also widening to the sideline as this receiver does. And so I, I feel like maybe as the season progresses, that those instincts that they have will start to kick in and they'll start to trust them. And you will be right about it being fake, but I'm gonna go with real for now, just because. I mean, it just was not. It just was not good. It just did not look good at all. And I, I really wonder if it's a scheme thing or a personal thing with you know the depth that they have. Pretty much every play, no matter whether it's first and ten, second and ten, third and ten, or first and five, second and two, third and one, they're lined up seven, eight, ten yards off the ball. I'm wondering if that's a schematic thing, but. It just seems like they are always playing catch up and they are never, you know, ahead of what's happening. So I'm going to go with the real for the cornerbacks. And again, I hope I'm wrong. What do you got? Uh, let's say third down defense. That's a good uh, one. I don't know. I see what they got. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. They were three and three of 12. Three of 12. 20, yeah, 25%. 25%. Now they had. Um, they had 24 first downs, two less than Washington. So they were they were converting on first and second, 
better, but still 12 third downs and only three conversions. Um, I'm going to say mm, that's a tough one. I'm going to say fake again. I'm not trying to be negative. Um, I, I think that Trevor Lawrence helped him out on some of them. Uh, you know, just, just missing a throw just enough. He does have, I wouldn't say he has an accuracy issue, but he's not the most accurate guy, you know. Um, and so I'm going to say fake mainly because, I mean, 25% third down conversion, that would be best in the NFL. Um, and I just feel like they got some help in this one. So I'm hoping they'll be better, but I'm going to say I'm going to say fake until I see them against some some better offenses. Yeah, I'm going to say fake too. I think uh, it's kind of fabricated, but I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think it's just looks I'm good on the stat so, sheet. Yeah, they look yeah, that's, and that's the thing. That even that first year, you know, with Jack Derrio had a top ten defense. I mean. We knew that it like, really wasn't. <laughs> it was, you know. They were they were number two. They were the second overall defense <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> we knew it wasn't real. <laughs> I think I think the defense statistically is going to be pretty good because even I mentioned. Um, I guess we'll, we'll um, elaborate more on that coming coming soon. But just how the defense really didn't play that bad. This, I mean, this game, if you look at the stats. And what they gave up, it was just. Um, and now, granted, they did miss. They gave us some, some, some gimmies, you know, and in, mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. But when I, I'm not complaining about that because that almost never happens for us. We never right, see teams right. in the flats against us. But <laughs> yeah, finally, yeah. I'm hoping that curses is finally over. You know, of, of teams, <laughs> you know, doing that stuff to us. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna stay fake. I want to see it one more week before I can call it, you know, good, real. Okay. Um, Terry McLaurin volume, two receptions. Obviously, he had a big play. Both his catches were critical. He converted a third down, and, but only two catches with, you know, Curtis Samuel getting 12 touches. Uh, real or fake, or is Terry McLaurin's number of touches going to increase? Ah. Uh. Not, I mean, obviously it'll increase. It'll increase, obviously, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I Is he going to be a high volume guy or not? I always think back to Scott last year when Taylor Heineke wasn't looking at Terry, and then you know he's like, "I need to get the playmaker the ball," and then afterward yeah. we saw Terry get more touches. I think that's what's going to happen this week and, and going on in the future. I think Wentz needs to just get a little bit more comfortable with Terry, and mm-hmm. I think that will come. Um, I think the game plan, though, was for Detroit to, I mean, for Jacksonville to take away Terry, and which mm-hmm. they may have done a good job or not, but that's the that's the benefit we have of having a Jahan Dotson. And I think as the season goes along, teams will focus on Curtis Samuel, will focus on Jahan Dotson. And mm-hmm. I think Terry gets very sure, but I do I do say that's fake. I do think Terry's going to get more value. I'm going to go fake too. Yeah, I think he is going to get more. He had another. They had, he had another target uh, that uh, Griffin Contest. contested. Yeah, yeah, and um, <clears throat> I, I mean, maybe he didn't run the best route or create the most separation. Also, the ball should have been more towards the sideline. Wentz put it just a little. I think not behind, but it should have been more on the sideline. But like you said, I think that Curtis Samuel is. 
I can see Curtis Samuel being a thousand yards from scrimmage guy. I don't think he'll be a thousand receiving yeah. yards guy. I think Terry will be your thousand yards receiving guy. Mm-hmm. He'll get it. Uh, I mean, I like that he's getting those big plays again, right? Because that is his game. But then again, on third and eight, he caught that ball at the line of scrimmage, shook off two defenders, and got the first down. So yeah. he is a yards after the catch guy too. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get those screens and and he'll get those those you know slants. He they, they, they were working the slant a lot, you know, last year and the year before, so I'm sure we'll start to see that. So I'm going to say fake as well. I think maybe his reception totals will, will dip somewhat yeah, from the last probably. couple years, but I also think his yards per catch will increase. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think it'll even out. So I'm going to go with fake. Okay. Uh, let's go with first drive. Scoring on the first mm. drive, really. Will that, <laughs> that be something we see throughout the season? Or is that just (laughs) You got some good ones. Um, I'm going to go real. I'm going to go with real on that. I think Scott Turner is, like, for the first time now in his, this is his third year, right, is actually able to to do what he wants and call what he wants because he actually has the personnel that he wants. I mean, you look at what he had in 2020, you look at what he had in 2021. I mean, you know, last year's starting receivers were Terry McLaurin and then what, Deami Brown and who was the third receiver? Uh, I don't even remember who was starting in the, in the slot last year, week one, with Curtis Samuel Hurt. Was it DeAndre Carter? It wasn't DeAndre Carter. Was it was it Milne or Gandy Golden or I don't even I don't I know who it was. Humphreys. Hmm? Humphreys, yes, yes, yes. See, not even on the roster. I don't even think he's on an NFL roster right now. <laughs> Last year's starting slot receiver is not on a roster. And your number two receiver, Deami Brown, is now your, what, fifth receiver? So compare that to this year with Curtis Samuel. We saw what he did immediately, what he can do immediately in the game. He's now your starting slot. And then Dotson also showed what he can do compared to what Deami showed that he can do. So... I'm going to go with real because, again, like the weapons there. And then on top of that, I feel like they finally figured out how they want to use Antonio Gibson. Uh, he had the seven receptions instead of J.D. McKissick. But J.D. McKissick is still a weapon that you can use. And then you've got, you know, a tight end in Logan Thomas who, I don't know. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he gets open because he's not fast. But he gets open and he catches the ball. <laughs> right? Always. So I think he's actually able to call the offense how he wants now, also because of Carson Wentz and the arm and, and, and the presence and just for better or worse, he can call it how he wants to. So I'm going to go with real. Okay. What do you uh, think? I'm going to fake uh, just because mm, it's too, okay. I mean, with the potential to be real. Um, I just reserve, you know, I don't see us. Our, our, <laughs> so I can never see that, you know, we always the team to start late. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm a little reserved right now, so I'm gonna say fake just for the moment. But okay. I'm hoping it'll be real because if, if so, um, this could be really cool uh, for for Washington. I mean, yeah, and that's I think I'm almost I'm I'm almost saying it's real because it's like we never we've never really seen it from him because I feel like it wasn't even possible, but now it is. Like you said, they always start slow, so for them to start fast was unexpected. So that's why I'm going with the <clears throat> with the real there. Um, let me see. I think I've got a couple more for you. <clears throat> um, Antonio Gibson. He just seemed refocused. He seemed re-energized. 
he seemed more explosive. Real or fake? Real. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Gibby guy, and I'm glad what happened to him happened in the preseason, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't cost-effective. I mean, you know, it wasn't costly. Um, yeah. It, as, it, as opposed to if, if it would have happened in the regular season. I love the way he carried the football. He had the ball. You see two hands up around the ball. I saw that multiple times uh, in his carries. He ran hard. He didn't dance around. He hit the holes, and he almost right, broke and got a field. one. He, he did almost, almost break on one, yep. And yep. Um, uh, the usage, how they're using him. I mean, that on that first drive, I think I've seen yep. that, that, man, that – this man Scott Turner is just doing some stuff that <laughs> I never thought. I mean, he had Gibson on his left, Carson and the shotgun, Gibson on the left, Samuel, McKissick, both of them in the game. And then I think he did a read option with McKissick and uh Gibson went through around like a little loop out to the uh, to the right side of the, the field and he caught that and a heck of a catch. And yeah, really good catch. I think they're gonna do a lot to get him in space and um you got to think he was a receiver. I mean, right. And if he right. has that element to this offense, oh my goodness. Right. right. I'm going to say real. I'm going to say real too. And you know, I've been hard on Antonio Gibson. Um, and you know, I feel like he needs it. <laughs> uh, like you said, though, maybe that fumble in the preseason was what he needed, right? Maybe that was what he needed for, for just several reasons. To, to, to become refocused, like he said, he had added more weight last year than he needed. He got the he fumbled clearly because he was just clearly not holding the ball well enough in the preseason. Um, but then you come out week one and you get 21 touches and the coaching staff is saying, hey, we still have faith in you. We still need you. So and he said he didn't handle that fumble great, but 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 he knows that now. Maybe that's what he needed, right, to come back and really feel like he had to earn something again. You know, when Brian Robinson did take over in the preseason, that that realization that hey, you know, mm-hmm. everything is everything is taken, nothing is given. Maybe maybe he needed that reality check, and it just seemed like he was refocused. Like you said, he was just getting up the field. He wasn't dancing. He wasn't pushing to the sideline too much. And you know, he didn't have a great day running the ball, but he had a solid day, and um, <clears throat> did what he showed more as a receiver than he has. You know, I think really the last year for sure. So, for seventy-two, has he ever had a hundred yards receiving? I think he has. Yeah. Right? Uh, maybe in the Bills game, I'd have to check because he had maybe. a seventy what seventy-five yard. Yeah, but yeah. not 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 seven on not seven yards on seven catches, right? So, yeah. I'm gonna say real as well, and I think you know getting Brian Robinson back at this point is is a bonus because I think he will offer more as a runner, but Gibson having that that new focus is. I mean, it's. I think it makes a world of difference. So, I'm saying real. Um, yeah. you... <clears throat> I was gonna say uh, last one for me would be Deami Brown. Uh, <laughs> playtime, real or fake? Is he in the doghouse? Is he can't uh, crack rotation? Is that real or fake? Will, will this I'm gonna continue? Say, I'm gonna say real. Yeah, I'm gonna say real. I think. Um, wow. I don't. I, I just think. It, I mean. If, it's gonna to be tough because you got those three up top now. He he, he it's not that it's not even that he just that he didn't play great and had a drop, but it was just, you know he was playing scared in the preseason, and um, I just don't know if you can trust him and if you have any reason to trust him with who you have at the top. But then also I I do feel like you 
Dax Milne showed to be more trustworthy as well. So I don't know if they, I don't know if he's in the doghouse necessarily as much as he's just your maybe sixth receiver at this point because Cam Sims has definitely shown more, and I think Dax Milne has shown more, and all Deami Brown has shown his potential in college. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say real. Um, I'm hoping it's fake, but truth of the matter is we can't have – I mean, even if he was, I mean, it's just hard to get all those guys on the field. Right, um, exactly. So, so Exactly. I mean, some, somebody's bound. Hopefully we, he can put some something on film and maybe they can maybe they can trade him or something next year or something. I just I just think his time here uh, may be bearing, bearing any injury. Uh, it just doesn't I mean, make yeah. him practice unless, you know, even Curtis' contract is up after next year, a three-year deal. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll sign him back. Um, so he's a big year for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, injuries. Injuries happen, and he may get his chance, but right. I'm just – he just really hasn't shown. He had he had, he's had a good catch in his first preseason, and then he had a catch in a Cowboys game last year. It was meaningless, but yeah. it hasn't really showed anything. Um I think the last one for me, this is my last one, will be Scott Turner and and his play calling, specifically as it pertained to like his aggressiveness, throwing the ball, you know, it, more than running the ball. It's it just not passive, but they came out, I expected them to come out and just handing it off and really trying to get the running game going, but they came out throwing the ball, you know, early and often. And I love that tape. I love that. Um, they were, I can't remember exactly what the chart was. It was talking about efficiency, I think, on first and second down. And the commanders on the chart were, were sandwiched right between the Chiefs and the Chargers. And any time offensively you're near the Chiefs or the Chargers, you're doing something right. You're doing something that I'm going to like at least, right? Especially the Chiefs. So real or fake in terms of Scott Turner and, you know, I guess, you know, Carson Wentz having 41 attempts or Right, he had 41, I think it was. Let me, let me double-check that. It was Carson Wentz. Yeah, 41. So Carson Wentz having 41 attempts and them, you know, being aggressive, throwing the ball early and, and more of a passing offense than a running offense. Real think. I'm going to say real, man. I, I just think, I mean, we saw 2020 when Turner was in his bag and a couple, I mean, we, see the, we saw the potential he had in that Dallas game. Right. National television and how he called a, almost a, a, I mean, to me, that was a perfect game he called. Um, yeah. And that's what subpar quarterback play. Now he has yeah. a quarterback who can, who can hit all levels of the field. I'm going to say real. I think I think Scott Turner's play call is only going to get better. I mean, people are raving about it. Dan Orlowski, um, Baldinger, um, all these guys are just, you know, gawking. You know, and, and, and yeah. talking about how the formations he ran and just the personnel usage. And, um, you could tell he he got his guy. And yeah, I just I, I think Carson, I wouldn't say Carson's who they went all along, but um, question outside of that really quickly um, yeah. in regards to what we've seen from Russ last night. Russ, to me, you may be blocking your mic. You're a little muffled. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question about in regards to <laughs> Russell Wilson. I know we all like yeah. Russell Wilson in the offseason. But right. to me, I think Carson fits this offense just a little bit better. I think mm. Russ doesn't take many chances. 
And I think Scott wants a guy who will give his guy chances. He's not necessarily worried about stats and worried about, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he liked Fitzpatrick because he fit what he wanted to do with pushing the ball in the field. You know, he knew that Fitzpatrick was going to throw picks. So it just shows me a little bit of something that Scott has a type. And I think yeah. Carson is more so his type than Russell. I mean, yes, we would have loved Russell Wilson. But right. looking at last night and just seeing how Russell doesn't take many chances in the field and how he just plays it. I mean, he's a smart guy, plays the game, you know, effective, you know, take check downs. But Carson is more of a risky guy. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's a fair point. It's tough to say. I mean, you know, week one is week one. one <laughs> you know, so. Um, but I think that, like you said, maybe they do almost want that, that, that recklessness under control, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, throw it up. Like one thing I want to add, which I don't think, I, I don't know the last time I saw a Washington quarterback do this day, but a defender jumped off sides and the quarterback actually identified it and actually just, just threw it up because he knew it was a free play. I promise you, I don't know if I've ever seen that here, Tay. And, you know, nothing came of it. But just the fact that was a big deal for us because we don't have the Patrick Mahomes and the Aaron Rodgers. Every time we the, that that happens in Washington, it's just, oh, they you know, they just go, they just run the play how it was meant to be executed and whatever happens. We never actually have a quarterback who, who says, oh, they, they're offsides. Let me just throw it up. So now next time throw it up to Dotson in the one on one, but man, that was that was happy. I was I was happy to see that because I haven't seen that in a long time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's week one, like you said. There's there's just so much that we don't know about this team yet, positively and negatively. But you know, with Carson Wentz, the two picks were bad, of course, uh, but. Couple things, and I'm not trying to downplay, you know, negative negative plays and, and be, you know, too positive. But one, quarterbacks throw interceptions; it is part of the game. Um, two, he's not going to throw two picks every game, right? I mean, he's 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 going to have a lot more games where he throws no picks than when he throws two. So the picks are not a big concern to me. The the first one was really more than more than you know, quote unquote, staring it down. Um, it was really that he threw it late and then threw it inside. If he throws it earlier to the sideline, it's a completion. The DB probably gets there half second late and, get, and tackles him, but it's not a pick. He just he threw it late and, and outside. But to me, that's an easy fix. And um, and the Trayvon Walker one was just it just seemed like a lot of stuff went wrong. And he that's that's one where you just throw it in the dirt. But it, it wasn't him, you know, miss getting fooled or, or anything like that. Or you know, horrible horrible throws. It was. Think easy fixes, so I'm not super worried about that, and I think that the positive just just vastly outweighed the negative for Wentz. So, for sure. yeah, uh, that's all I've got for this real or fake Tay, and, and for this week one recap. Even anything to add? I, I'm just we're talking about football, man. So I I'm just so excited about that. Well, you yeah. got anything else you want to add? No, not much, man. I just think I just I'm looking forward to talking about Detroit now. I'm ready to put this one yeah. back. I think. I think we hit on everything as far as um, the offense. We got an offense now. Forget the defense, man. Give me something like that. <laughs> right. We don't give me some, like you said. Like, <laughs> exactly. Look, we, if we're giving up 25 points a game, let's score 30. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So they scored 28 week one. Let's see if we can keep that going. Scoring 28 plus next week, and as long as look the defense, the defense 
is bad, but as long as they give up less points than the offense scores, we'll win the game. Yeah, I agree. I'll take it. I agree. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll talk about the Lions game, do some film breakdown stuff here, and uh, yeah, man, the season's, season's here, you know it's going to fly by, so we got to enjoy it as much as we can. I mean, it's almost so, Thursday night football, so. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 going to be week 10 before we know it, so. <laughs> as always, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Subscribe, like, comment, do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, this is Todd. And this is Tate. We'll catch y'all later.